Welcome to the 206th episode of the So Video Games Podcast, where we talk about any game at all, including new stuff, old stuff, and anything in between. If we are playing it, we'll be talking about it. Today we are recording again on November 14th, 2020. My name is Brad Galloway. I am the editor of GameCritics.com. And 50% of this here show with me is the world's biggest fan of fried chalupas, Carlos Rodella. Oh, chalupa is very good. And I don't know what this <laughs> accent is, but I don't it's, know the ac- <laughs> it's the accent that came out when you said fried chalupa. It's your chalupa eating accent. I guess I should send you one and that's what you sound like. I think it's Cookie Monster. <laughs> oh, chalupa. he's got that fried chalupa. Good for Cookie. Did he call himself Cookie? Cookie. Cookie Monster. What did he call himself? I think he... Didn't he call himself Cookie Monster? I think he said Cookie Monster, didn't he? Yes, good for Cookie Monster. Did he say his whole name? That sounds weird I don't know, man. I'm going to have to go back to the Sesame Street archives and figure that out. I don't know. All right. Anyways, now I want a chalupa, you bastard. (laughs) My wife and I were talking about this. You know, with with coronavirus still being a thing, we don't really go out anywhere. My wife is an amazing cook. I am also a really good cook. And we've, we've had some really great meals. But there are certain things... That we just don't cook at home. And like yesterday, we were both on this Thai kick. Thai is one of the things that we don't really try to cook at home because, you know, we just we just can't do it justice, right? Yeah. And we were we were jonesing for some chai. Uh, some, some chai. Some chai lattes. <laughs> some some chai lattes and some Thai food to go with that chai. And I think a chalupa is probably something we also probably would not attempt. Oh, chalupa. Uh, every time I say the word now, that voice just comes out. It's but, <laughs> <laughs> but no, you know what? You can do the to-go um, and, and uh, delivery tie, uh, which I've also done. You know, done. I just, uh, it makes it skeeves me out, man, because I just imagine people with coronavirus coughing all over them noodles and stuff. I just can't Shit. do it. I just don't want to. All right. Anyway, that's enough of that depressing stuff. Folks, we are again going with a shorter show more frequent show i think we're going to try to change up our production line uh we just got done recording 205 we're plowing ahead with number 206 got no shortage of games to talk about so i think we're going to just get right to it but before we do that uh let's take a moment to keep the house with carlos oh i like that let's keep saying the way that you said it just (laughs) keep the house let's keep the house with carlos carlos what what part of the house are we keeping today? I, I, you know, I, someone's got to clean up around here. It's it's a pigsty. No, it's not, not that bad. Come on, it's just a couple of socks. Jeez. It's just a couple of things. I don't like a couple of socks on the ground. Uh, the only thing I'm going to say <laughs> in my housekeeping um, is a little bit of update about Watch Dogs. I did beat it. Watch Dogs Legion. Watch Dogs Legion. I beat it. Um, it's one of those things where in these open world games, specifically like the third person open world games, you get to a point in the game, in the main campaign, and even though it's an open world game, there's a million side missions, you just get razor focused on beating it, you know? <laughs> it's like that yes. point of no return, you know? Yes. And yes. you go, cool, uh, I see all those, like, the grandma that I can help, uh, and she's got this whole attic that needs to get cleaned. Yeah, going back to housekeeping. There's a whole, you know, side mission with someone who just got kidnapped. Let him be kidnapped, because I got to finish this game. <laughs> um yeah, so I, I just beeline. I was like, okay, I got to figure this out. And there is a normal, easy, and hard mode. And I turned that motherfucker to easy. I was just going to ask you if you could adjust it in the middle of a campaign. You sure as hell can. And anyone listening, if you're in the middle of that game, go ahead and do that. Because you know why? Because when you're done with the game, spoiler, it's never over. Because these open world games just keep going yeah, and going. Do. And season pass. So 
Uh, I'm actually. Well, how I, how many hours did you get to before you felt like okay, I'm ready to roll credits on this thing? Twenty, uh, thirty? You mean before? Like I was like I needed to mainline it and go for it? Yeah, yeah. Like how far did you get before you're like okay, I got to wrap this up thing like right now? Like how far did you get? Like yeah, I hours? think about twenty hours. About 20 right. Hours? Yeah, I was like, wow, I've been playing this for off and on for a week or two, and like this is really fun. And then I was like, okay, I need to know how the fuck happens. Like, and also okay. you're fighting like a you're a revolutionary essentially. You're like fighting against this fascist regime and you know this bad system that you don't like and they keep fucking you over. So you want to like topple it. Um, again, a lot of the stuff is prescient, as they say. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. No, you're dead correct. I keep. What? By the way, the the wrong way to speak is the way that I do, where you say a word and then you go, "Is that the right word?" <laughs> is that the I, word you used, Brad? I mean, you do what you got to do, man. You take you take your best guess and you know own it, and then maybe check for confirmation afterwards. But I you, you nailed that one, buddy. You were yeah, it on. is. It is very prescient. Um, so, anyways. It, it, it does a couple things that these games do, Watch Dogs games and open world games, where near the end, there's a couple things that aren't necessarily the main gameplay, which I always hate. They're like, do this puzzle, but it's also a little bit harder this time because you got to fly a drone and also do the puzzle. Or, you know, these types of like little mini games or whatever. But not too many of them. And when I got to the end, even with, you know, easy mode, I didn't feel like I was like, oh, I'm really going to play this ending sequence like 12, 25 times or something um i actually did it like a couple times which was refreshing you know i was like oh i've, I've done it you know okay um, so just a couple tries on the last couple tries in the last, in the last yeah yeah and if you know i love that because and again we talked about it in the show go ahead and throw that easy mode in especially for things like endings astro playroom i'm looking at you <laughs> because you know you want the person the the, the bot your game and supported you to have a good experience and also to finish that experience. And there's so many people who don't finish games, me included. So right. I was very happy to be able to switch to easy, feel like my characters role playing a little were strong enough to beat this fucking game. You know, like we had built up an army. We were like ready to beat this. And so I felt really good about beating it. So I won't talk about the ending, but it, it's satisfying. And of course you get back to your base and there's more to do because that's what these games do. But I'm very excited because as I talked about in last episode, I have a PS5 and I'm going to tonight upgrade my watchdogs. Is it a free upgrade to the free PS5? Free upgrade, yeah. Ah, okay. So that's cool. Get fancy graphics added and see what it looks like and then go do some more missions because spoiler, this game is really fun. Like Watch Dogs Legion is fun. Excellent. So, very Excellent. much had a good time. That's my housekeeping. I beat it. I highly recommend people beat it. Uh, go, because you want to see the ending of that story. And also, just switch it to easy, and you'll be good. Excellent. Sounds good. I'm interested in that one. I really like the concept. Haven't cracked it yet. I got a pretty full plate right now. But I'm definitely going to try to get to it before the end of the year, if possible. Although, man, we're kind of running out of time. It's already November. Jeez, where's the yeah. time to go? Yeah. Uh, let me take over for a bit here. Let me talk about a couple games. Uh, a while ago, I got a code for a game called Colt canyon this is on the switch i believe it's also on pc it is a roguelike as you know i'm mr roguelike you are mr uh, roguelike it is like a western themed 2d roguelike where your characters look like little atari 2600 characters but i don't say that as an insult i think they look really cute and cool the whole game is extremely minimalist which i'm totally fine with i think it really works uh and what happens is you go from left to right and you have a gun you can pick up more guns on the way you've got a limit of bullets and you basically just like walk around shooting bad guys before they shoot you. 
you ultimately want to get to the other side. You're going from west to east, so you want to get to the east side of the map and rescue your buddy who's been kidnapped. Pretty straightforward, um, pretty solid, action-based, twitch reflexes sort of a game. You can also sneak up on people if they are not looking directly at you to take them out with your knife in one hit, or you just can shoot them with your gun, shotgun, bow and arrow, um, you know, variety of guns like that. Pretty straightforward, pretty simple. I think it really works. Um, I did not review it six months ago when I first got the code because the developer at that time said it was having problems on Switch and they were asking if I would, wouldn't mind putting a pin in it until they had fixed it. I said, cool, let me know when it's good to go, and they never did. So I just remembered that I owned it the other day. I'm like, oh, well, I guess I owe you guys a review six months later. So here it is. I think it's pretty good. I think if you want a very simple action roguelike that's easy to jump in and jump out, you can do a five-minute session, ten-minute session, and feel like you got a good experience. I think it works. My only caveat is that with the the shooting is a little bit precise, and if you're using it in handheld mode on the Switch, those sticks do not feel great. If you've got a pro controller, definitely do the pro controller, or you know maybe play it in docked mode with the pro controller. I think that would be better. It's playable, but there were definitely a few times when stuff started going down when I I felt like the Switch uh, Joy Cons were not up to the task. You know what I'm saying? Like they're yeah. a little bit loosey goosey. They're not. They're great for like moving in a direction, but when you talk about precision shooting. Not the greatest. I mean, have you had that experience as well, Carlos? Yeah, I was just going to say that. I feel like I've never had a, like a Twitch gaming experience on the, on the Switch. Ah, Twitch Switch. Um, that I felt good about. I always feel like it's too short or something. Like, I can't... I don't know. There's something yeah. to it that doesn't feel tight enough, like you said. Um, so I wouldn't want that experience, I don't think, on the Switch. It's weird. If you can do it on the D-pad, and Colt Canyon does not do the D-pad, but if you can play a Twitch game on the D-pad, like there are some other action games I played that feel pretty good using just the buttons and stuff. Yeah. But when yeah. it comes to the sticks, it's like, man, I it just it can't hang. So that's my only caveat. I think this is a really cool looking game. It's really minimalist, great design. I think it's fun to play for five, ten minutes at a time, which is perfect for, you know, when you just need a little taste of something. But definitely, like if you really want to get far and, and achieve something, you're going to have to do the Pro Controller or figure out some other alternate control because the, the Joy-Cons can't get it done. But overall, I really like Colt Canyon a lot. I think it's really neat. It's a good another great roguelike to add to the Switch library. 2020 is the year of roguelikes, man. There are so many oh. great roguelikes this year, and this is one more to add to the pile. So many that I won't play any of them. But anyways, <laughs> um, is there an ending? Is it kind of a story where there's an actual ending? Or do yeah, you know? I believe you can finish it. I have, I have gotten nowhere near the end of it because I was kind of struggling with the Joy-Cons. Um, but yeah, you can finish it. You rescue your buddy. There's a bunch of stuff to unlock. Different characters. Uh, there's like a, a lady a gunslinger. There's like a, a bartender guy. There's like a Native American person. There's a, there's a Native American in the game? There is. There is. Are um, they playable? They are playable, yes. Oh my goodness. We would talk um, about this recently on Twitter. There's like no games like that. And me being Native, I'm like want that more in game so um, i just play it just for that section yeah she's actually one of the better characters i haven't unlocked everybody but i do like her the best so far because uh her bow and arrow is really strong and i really like the way that it plays and she's a pretty cool character so uh but yeah i think it's really great uh colt canyon is is pretty much a win if you want a little bite-sized roguelike i think it's good stuff i might Carlos, actually i might i might take pick it up on the switch just for that reason just for that reason support yeah. the support the representation yeah i hear you yeah man. let me know if you think they do a good job portraying that person yep all right, let's turn it back over to you. We talked about this, I think, two shows ago, and you really piqued my curiosity. We are back to talk about it now. A game on PC called Wizard and Slug. 
Yes, Wizard and the Slug. And the Slug. Okay, Steve. Yeah. Wizard it, and the Slug. It's on Steam, and um, full disclosure, got a code for this game um, a little while ago and was playing it. And this is kind of a mini housekeeping at the beginning of it. Uh, it's a platformer, and it's got comedy in it. So it's a comedy platformer, essentially. And a little bit of shooting. Well, a lot of bit of shooting. And we'll get to that in a minute. But I was playing the game and got to a boss in the early, early section of the game. I mean, early. And the boss kept killing me. And I mean, like, consistently. You know, just no way past this boss. And it was so early in the game. So I, like you, I emailed the developer and I was like, yo, bro, um, I can't finish this because of this fucking thing. What the hell? And they were like super cool, um, like they are with you a lot of times. And they patched it. And they fucking updated it. Oh, shit. It. Are you serious? Yeah. And oh, it, my God. That's a, that is hilarious and amazing. And it's, like, so much better. There's a couple of things they did. One, they just made that one section, that one boss, a little bit easier because you used to die a little quicker. And you die less quick now. And all I needed was a little bit less of dying. And I'll get to the gameplay in a minute. Um to, to be able to, to be able to beat him, and so I they did that. They added like like a little bit of more ability for me not to die so quickly, and I beat the boss, and then I saw the rest, a lot of the game, not the full thing. I haven't finished it, but so thank you for that. Uh, so cool of them to update it, not just for me. Maybe they heard that from other people, but um, so what is the game? You play as a little slug, and I'm going to read the introduction to it, like just straight straight away, because it's the best way to explain what this game is. Here is the description. When a fugitive wizard meets a forest slug, a strange friendship is born. Together they traverse an oddball fantasy world, unraveling the mystery surrounding an ancient curse. Play as the fastest, most agile slug in video game history, (laughs) together with your spellcasting wizard companion. It's a team up you never knew you wanted. Uh, Strong focus on humor and character interactions. So you play as a slug, you move left to right to platformer but when you jump you lose a piece of your body and you get smaller like a mario you jump again like a double jump you become the smallest version of yourself Uh, but those two little pieces are essentially a shooter right so those pieces that fall off you are things that can hurt people does that make sense uh hold on a second my mind is kind of is kind of going for a spin here so you're a slug you jump and a piece of your body falls off. Which number one, I'm like, why does why? Because that's not how slugs work. Is it slime <laughs> off your body or like is it just? It's you can call it that. It's a little circle, like a little ball. So essentially, it's a this game's like a platformer shooter. So let's say you're not jumping. Let's say you're just going left to right. And you as you're going right, there's an enemy. You want to shoot him. You push the shoot button, and when you shoot, you you shoot a little ball at him. But that little ball is part of you. So now you're only half the size. You shoot again. Not you shoot another ball and that ball might kill the monster, but now you're the smallest version of yourself. So it's like but the ball also comes off you when you jump, and the ball also comes after you when you jump, which is weird. Yes, but you can also jump and then shoot too, and the ball will come off you as well. So it, it's a little hard to explain without just playing it, but it works. It's okay. again similar to the story that I never knew I wanted. <laughs> it's a very interesting mechanic that I really. It's interesting, you know. Um, I can't say that I'm like sold on it and like, I, where has this been all my life? But it, it's interesting and it changes up the way it's a risk reward, right? So, say you're jumping over a pit and the pit's obviously dangerous. You jump once 
and you're gonna you know you're gonna double jump and that second double jump you're losing part of your body which means you're more vulnerable so if all of a sudden you hit another spike or a monster comes by you okay. could, you could okay. die so it's like these little puzzle within the way that you're you're not just an all destructive uh slug that's just killing gotcha. things with gotcha. your shooting you know so that's the interesting mechanic then also you meet this wizard and she flies i think it's a lady yes um well she's an immortal so and you are a mortal slug because of course and she'll fly in and out of like the gameplay to help you in different sections but do you control her or is this automatic no, automatic she's just kind of doing her own thing and helping out here and there um and then also there's me other characters and this whole game the only reason you pick it up in my opinion that puzzle mechanic with the shooting and jumping is fun but it's really about the weird characters and story like it's just it's a funny game there's a lot of really interesting funny moments um this it feels like adventure time so if you like adventure time at all it's like a platformer with some shooting mixed with adventure time that's what this game is um, and I'm playing it, and I'm still going to play it until I beat it because of um, I want to know little story interactions to happen. And it definitely has that, like, Mario feel, too. But here's the thing. There's these weird little moments that mini games pop up. So a good example <clears throat> is I found these characters, and I was going to join their club because they have a secret club. And they were like, okay, cool. The first thing we do to see if you're going to be in the club is we have to play volleyball. And then now I'm playing volleyball against like these other um, uh, people in the secret club to see if I can like join the club or something. And that whole mini game was really fun. Like you're like hitting the ball back and forth with your same slug mechanics. Uh, I know this sounds weird. I'm hearing myself say it. Um, but I think I think I get what you're saying. I mean, I think I've played. I I, I would be very hard pressed to tell you another game that uses this mechanic, but I know other games have done this before or something similar to this. So I think I, I have a ballpark of what you're talking about. Yeah. It's essentially interesting mechanics, uh, funny humor. Um, it has multiple endings, which is cool for a, a platformer. I always like that and really cool, weird, quirky music. Uh, you meet a banana at some point. He talks. Of course you do. Of course yeah, you do. You know, he joins your team and a lot of little funny dying moments like you know you'll see like a pit and you're like should i jump down there you jump down there and get the achievement for like went down the pit of death you know that kind of stuff sure um so it's 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 cute it's fun it's got an interesting new mechanic um i recommend it i definitely recommend it um and now that they patched it not only did they make a couple sections a little easier but they put on the option of like you can shoot a million balls out instead of you just like you know shoot a few and then you go down to your small form and they also put in mortality on it so you if you want to just get to the end or you're having a really hard part with a puzzle you can put on um invulnerability essentially so they oh, put, okay they put those little options in there which actually help because the whole game is really about like learning about these characters and hearing the funny stories that are happening so I really well, like that they cool. did that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, options, more options are always better, right? Make Maybe somebody likes the mechanics, but maybe they just don't have the skill or maybe they don't have the patience or maybe they just want to enjoy the story. Like you said, having options is great. Yeah. Like I mentioned with Watch Dogs, it's just like you get to a point, you really do want to finish this experience, especially if there's multiple endings. You know, I'm right probably smack dab in the middle of the game. And I, if I ever have a problem, I just turn it on for a minute, get past that section and going back to the gameplay. So 
I'm having a hoot. Like I just I just played volleyball with a slug. I mean, excellent. And I have a banana friend, and there was a cat at some point, and there's a flying wizard, and it's ridiculous. It's Adventure what? Time, the platformer shooter. What more could you want? That sounds like a very <laughs> fun time. I will look forward to it coming to the Switch or yeah, yeah. somewhere else. Sounds like my kind of jam. So that is the Wizard and the Slug. Currently on Steam, but I'm hoping it's going to come by some other place. Yeah, I hope so it comes to the see. Switch. That's a perfect match for the Switch. Excellent. All right. Let me take over for a second here. We have one more giant meaty game to get to, but i got to mention one thing before I turn it back over to you, Carlos. want to give a quick talk on Yuppie Psycho executive edition currently playing it on the switch this game is also on pc i think it's on the other platforms as well but i'm definitely playing on switch and switch it feels pretty amazing there are you familiar with this game at all carlos i wanted to play it i think i saw it it looked like mob psycho the anime is that the one i have not watched mob psycho it's on my list of things to watch i don't i don't know probably not uh did you ever play the count lucanor i did play the count we talked about it did we talk about this this show I think we probably did. We this did, is I the think. the next game from the people who made Count Lucanor, Baroque Decay. I am a big, big, big fan of their work. I love the Count Lucanor, which is also on Switch. It's on other other uh, platforms as well. Wonderfully dark fairy tale, two D kind of top down uh, adventure game. Loved that game. It was one of my top ten of the year uh, when it came out. This is their next game, Yuppie Psycho, and the Switch is getting the Executive Edition, which adds a couple more hours of gameplay, a couple more locations to the base game that PC players got. Basically, it's kind of following the same template as Count Lucanor, which in my book is is a fine thing. Uh, you play as a guy named Brian Pasternak. He gets a job offer at a corporation far from home, travels to the big city to take this job offer, which he feels like he won the lottery because it's like a big company and he's like a basically a nobody. And he's like, man, this is amazing. They wanted to hire me. Gets there and it's just not exactly what he expected. Uh, once he gets inside the building, again, top-down, 2D, pixel art, uh, kind of an adventure sort of a game, but there's also some real-time elements. Uh, what happens is they want to hire him, and they, at first they tell him it's for something else, but really what they want him to do is to hunt a witch who is let loose in the building somewhere. So he doesn't know anything about witch hunting. He thinks he's going to be like an office drone, so he's a little bit taken aback, but the offer is too good to refuse. He could really use that cash, right? Yeah. So he decides to go along with it, and it kind of spirals off into like this really dark, surreal journey um, with Brian kind of taking on more and more crazy tasks that are just further and further outside the realm of normalcy, along with the environment that he's in. is kind of a... I don't know necessarily that it's a skewering of corporate culture, but there is some elements of that also. A lot of just like surrealist dark really grim kind of crazy stuff like you see the people in the building and you just wonder what in the world is going on here people crawling around on all fours people like that look like they're dead but they're still alive there's like lots of darkness there's spiders there's blood all sorts of stuff that you wouldn't expect to see in a normal office building but then there's also some people who are acting like it's totally normal and no big deal so you kind of go back and forth with this weird tone between what is happening why is this so strange why do you not think it's strange is this really strange am i imagining this is it is it real is it not real Uh, it's just really excellently done dark strange scary it has a similar fairy tale tone where like basically anything can happen kind of like the count lucanor and uh i mean so far i'm i'm really liking it there's a couple caveats but so far i'm really digging it does this sound at all like your jam carlos yeah i'm like so it's like wishlisted already like i mean it, it it's it has overwhelmingly positive uh on steam 
and I love Count Lucanor, and this feels like Count Lucanor. And now I, I know why I said Mob Psycho, because it, obviously it's called Yuppie Psycho, but it's got that uh, anime art style a little bit, at least on the, the, the graphics for the, um, oh, yeah. the thumbnail. Oh, yeah. But, man, it looks really cool, always weird. Uh, Count Lucanor did that same thing where you're like, is this real? What's going on? Like questioning stuff. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I love- you never know. You never know what's real and what's not. Yeah. I, I like this game a lot. I really like the tone. I love the art. I love the concept. I love the characters. I love basically everything about it. But... It's, it's a small but, and I'll tell you. Like, I got this code a while ago. Full disclosure, the developers um, went out of their way to send me this code because they knew I was such a huge fan of Camp Lucanor. I was banging the drum for Lucanor for a long time, and I, I still will. I love that game. But, so, my issue with this game is... It's kind of difficult to describe, but basically... I don't know if you remember, but in Count Lucanor, the saving was unusual saving. You had to find a gold coin, and you needed to throw that coin into a fountain in order to save. But there were a limited number of coins, and you also needed to use those coins to buy things. So it was very much like, a, oh my god, I have a limit to the saving. i got to kind of push forward. I should save as little as possible, but I don't want to, like lose too much progress if I die. And it was like this weird tension. And I thought it worked pretty well because in the Count Lucanor, um, you could die, but it wasn't like you were constantly fending off combat. Like it was pretty clear when you were in a dangerous situation and when you weren't. They've kind of carried that forward here in Yuppie Psycho, but instead of gold coins, you find special copy paper called witch paper. And when you make a copy of it, you put your face on the copy machine and it copies your soul. And that is how you save. So it's interesting the problem that I'm having is I guess part of it is like where I'm at in life right now, where I'm a really busy guy and I've got a kid and I've got multiple responsibilities during the day. And I, you know, to put a limit on the saving like that, I understand what they're doing because I thought it was cool in count Lucanor and I was able to work with it, but I think they've kind of upped the number of times that you can take damage in this game. I noticed that I'm monitoring my health a lot more because I'm getting hit by more things that are able to harm you. Um, there's more monsters that can damage you. There's like a whole system of where you got to like find food to eat to put your life back. And I feel like maybe there's a little bit too much like life management going on. And that combined with the limited amount of witch paper that you find, which means a limited amount of times you can save, means that I kind of don't want to play it when I just have a few minutes, right? Like I kind of wish I could just jump in and out. But let's let's say, for example, I get in bed, right? I get in bed. I'm like, okay, I want to do some, I want to play some Switch before I go to bed. I want to play some YIP Psycho, but I don't know how long it's going to be before I find more witch paper and I've only got like three pieces and I got to be really careful with those because I might need to use those to sell to somebody or maybe I, I how like how far do I play before I save because I don't want to go through them too quickly because then I'll get stuck right and I'll get stuck playing a long section without any witch paper and then I'll be screwed so I don't want to do that so what ends up happening is I'll get in bed and I'll be like well I'm kind of tired I want to play 15 minutes of Jeppy Psycho but I don't know when I'm going to be able to save and I can't go through my, my paper supply so then I'm like well I'm just not going to play this because I don't know. I, I don't have a reliable way of saving that is that is like no cost saving, right? Wait, wait, wait. So, wait. Why don't you just put it in a sleep mode? Because I'd want to be like, oh, okay, well, I want to play some Epi Psycho, but then I want to play a P-Cross before I go to bed. Or I might oh, want to do a little bit of... play a different game. Yeah, I might want to play a little bit of Bomber Crew. I do like two missions of Bomber Crew every night before I go to bed because I want to finish that game. I want to play a little bit of, uh, you know, like anything like Scourgebringer or something before I go to bed. I want to play some Crown Trick. So, like, when I'm in bed and when I'm playing the Switch, I, I want to play, like, a little bit of a lot of games. And this is a situation where I have to commit to Yuppie Psycho. And I love it. Like, it's a great game. I love the story. love the graphics. I love the gameplay. I love everything about it. 
But what I don't love is the save system anymore. It doesn't work for me anymore because now I feel like it's it's keeping me away from the game because I never know when I can save and I don't want I don't want to put myself in a position where I'm stuck. So therefore, I just don't play it, which is mm. a problem, right? Well, I, have, just... I agree, but I also have an answer. So okay. I agree because I actually remember now that you brought that up when Count Lucanor, I mean, that was the only frustrating part for me. But like you said, yeah. you weren't really like dying a lot. So I didn't feel like too nervous about it. Um, the risk reward wasn't as huge. I don't. And again, I don't know in this game, but if it is more in this game, uh, that kind of sucks. Also, it's weird that it takes your soul. Uh, secondly, the answer for you is just play it at the end. Then you can put in sleep mode. Yeah. But then by that time, I'm kind of tired and it's like, <laughs> I got to like focus and it's, it's very it's, specific it's, to your sleeping. It, uh, yeah. It is a very specific thing. Like if you play this during the day and you don't have any other switch games going on and you're in your awake, like it's fine, but it's, it's weird that it falls right into this zone for me where it's very problematic for me to play because it's disrupting my usual switch schedule. Yeah. So, I mean, I love it otherwise, and I'm going to have to just push through it somehow because I got to play this game. I really want to see where it goes. I got to finish it up. I got to review this, and I really want to share the good word about it because I think it's a great thing. Well, I just like, I just oh, kind of wish they didn't do the same thing with the saving because it's like, it's kind of cramping my style a little bit. Let me really quick go back to really miniature tangent that we've mentioned on the show already is it comes back to that quality of life, like you said, um, yeah. and developers if you want the players to experience your story and see the ending and, you know, tell other people about it, then more options are better. We just talked about it a couple of times, I think on the show with the easy mode, uh, invulnerability or whatever it is. And how about this? Not even asking for invulnerability, just asking for a fucking save point. I think that's totally reasonable to ask for. I don't, th I, what is the, you know, what is the benefit of making it limited? versus the detriment because right yeah. now it sounds like it's not uh you know worth it because essentially you're having someone who might not ever play your game again no so. you're exactly right dude the risk reward for this i mean I, I they want to create tension right they want you to be scared and to you know you've got you're going to lose progress if you die and you haven't saved but you got limited saves so you can't constantly save and in, in fact that happened to me i was getting kind of low on witch paper so i pushed through this one section that i hadn't been to before ended up getting killed and I had to redo like 25 minutes of gameplay, which was like a huge, like, uh, like I don't, I don't know about you, man, but I really don't like repeating stuff over and over. And well, of course I don't. I hate, I don't yeah. like roguelikes. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, exactly. So that was like a big, like kind of damper on it. Right. I lost that like about 25 minutes of gameplay, mm. had to go through that whole thing, re pick up all the items, talk to the same people, do the same tasks over and over. It really kind of like, harsh my mellow a little bit and so now i notice that i'm just not playing the game because i don't want to deal with the save system which is wrong because this is a great game i love this game i love everything about it except for the save system so i'm gonna to have to just suck it up and get through it because i really like this game a lot but um so that is yuppie psycho executive edition i do recommend it i do recommend it just be aware of the save system and if they could like patch in like a thousand pieces of witch paper, like my problem would be solved and right. I'd be like happy. Yeah. So anyway, a that by the is... way, a thousand pieces of witch, witch paper is called the save system. Yeah. Give <laughs> just, me a... just with the save system. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It kind of reminds me of the like, back in the day when you needed like an ink ribbon to save in resident evil and like, or I, I... remember those like fucking passcode wheels and stuff. Cause we're old enough. Yeah. There's like all these like weird, you know, like you'd have to put in a Nintendo, like, um, what was it? Uh, I don't know. I forget what the game, but like Kid Icarus, I think. Kid Icarus. Metroid, too. Yeah, Metroid. Yeah. All those weird, like, characters and stuff. No, just it's modern. Let's give us a yeah, save point. Yeah. I know why they did it. I get why they did it. 
it worked for me before it's working less for me now and also because the game is just like a little bit more deadly than lucanor was so that's that's my only downside other than that this game is like gold star a plus all the way through but that save system i gotta have to just i gotta suck it up and get through it so anyway i will report back later on otherwise big thumbs up i really like yuppie psycho a lot carlos let's turn it back over to you for the final game of this show it's kind of a biggie uh assassin's creed valhalla a lot of people playing it a lot of people talking about it uh, I don't know much about it other than it's an AC game and that it is Viking oriented. So apparently there's been a lot of changes with the formula, a lot of change ups. They, they freshen up what they've been doing. Tell us all about Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yeah, it is. It's a lot to talk about. I'm going to try to do a shortened version now because I will be playing it for a while. Um, and it is an Assassin's Creed game in the very much light of Origins and Odyssey. Which did you play either of those? I bought Odyssey like three times. I haven't started it yet, and I have not played or bought Origins. And I might have talked about both of them on the show, I'm guessing. I think you did. I think you did. Um, I want to I want to play Odyssey a lot, but I just haven't made the time. People say it's huge, so yeah. I keep putting it off. I played probably the same as I played Witcher 3. I played Odyssey that that long, probably. Man, and that's big. Um, it's big, and, you know, that's, that's what these guys are doing well. Um, Assassin's Creed Origins and Odyssey... Uh, with their DLC, you know, these epic, epic open worlds that really did focus on, I don't like saying this out loud because so many people say it now, but the RPG elements. Uh, it is true, though. They really did more like leveling, you know, upgrading your character, upgrading your weapons. So I did like that about it. This is uh, essentially the same as Odyssey, Assassin's Creed, but it's Vikings, the TV show. So you know me, I love Vikings, the TV show. This is like playing that like straight up, like playing Vikings TV show. You um, control, and you can pick a man or a woman in the beginning, but as you know, the Assassin's Creed still has the the real world is a, a person, um, Layla, who's in an animus, you know, thing, and she's like acting out all the stuff in the Assassin's Creed world. So... But when they do, you do live, they do give you the option at some point to pick man or woman um, as the Viking that you're controlling. So when, once you are in the world, uh, the Viking world, you are basically controlling a Viking in a very, very cool story that I very, very much like, and I won't spoil any of it. But it's again like playing out a, a series or a season of the Vikings TV show, and you are uh, taking over and raiding towns getting resources, upgrading your weapons. And at some point, this is not a spoiler, but you get a, a town. And like many games we've reviewed, you get resources for that town and then build up that town, right? I don't know if you knew, if you knew that part was in the game. But. I did not know that part, but it's reminding me a little bit of um, Far Cry Primal because you got a village in that game and you kind of built it up the same way. So in this game, I mean, so I guess same open world sort of thing but you just come back to your home base and like build up resources like add huts and houses and stuff or like what do you do there yeah you know like you know build it's so on the on the nose you know like build your uh, armory build your you know food area all that stuff and by the way it's very similar to the viking show as well because you go to england at some point and you're trying to essentially establish your little clan and having a new land there a new and build a little you know village there so that's why you're doing all these little raids because you're essentially raiding the english and you're, you know you're doing some bad stuff you're killing a bunch of people that were just minding their own business 
and taking the resources so you can build up your own land. So kind of a dick move. Um, but there is no, you know, it doesn't get super dark. Let's just say that. It's funny you bring that up, dude, because um, do you, you you like Viking stuff? Have you watched The Norsemen on Netflix? Yeah, it's the comedy one, yeah. The comedy one is really yeah. good. So they kill a lot of English folks in that. And we are also watching Horrible Histories uh, with my son. And they talk about Viking stuff all the time. And that's all Vikings did back then. They went and killed helpless English people on the coast. Like That was like their main source of income and and yeah. like and profit was like killing English dudes. So, yeah, I didn't realize that until this year. But, yeah, I have a very different different view of Vikings you know, right by now. the way there's a really interesting mechanic we'll talk about the graphics in a minute because i'm playing this on ps5 uh, i forgot to mention that nice nice um, okay so but it while we were raiding that one town the first time i did a raid uh, i was just doing some other things like killing people and, and came turned around and they had set fire to some of the houses and the fire <laughs> looks like you know it does a little bit of physics where it burns and then smoke happens which is right you know right. unique and nowadays and so and then it like actually stays charred it isn't it's not like a new house after it burns it's like no they just burnt that house down so it looks a little bit like that but i just funny because i turned around like hey you guys no one said anything about putting these on fire like we i thought we were just getting the resources and leaving they're like no carlos this is how we do things we burn everything down destroying pillaging ravishing so let me just real quick so the basic gameplay is that it's odyssey but with vikings okay you don't need to know anything else it's beautiful it's essentially the witcher like this one is the most the witcher than ever before so and this is i won't go back to the animus stuff but you and i and it's very very um polarizing i'm guessing if people like the animus section or the real world section like the modern the modern the day modern stuff. day stuff that's always in these games and i think they should just get rid of it and the developer should make a game like this and just make it a standalone game i mean hasn't that what everybody like Basically, like, 90% of the Assassin's Creed audience says get rid of the animus stuff, right? Like, I don't really know many people who do like it. Now, I will say this about it. I agree with them, and I think that their next game should definitely be just another game that's called something else, right? But uses all these mechanics. They do it very well. And I can tell that I'm going to be playing this game pretty much as long as The Witcher. Like, it's, it's beautiful and great. But, yeah, maybe get rid of it. But I will say this. Real, uh, real quick side note about the animus stuff. When Layla comes out of her animus, you know, and she's in the real world, the modern world, uh-huh. they've kind of like fucked up the planet. So it's a little bit like, ooh, to use it again, prescient. <laughs> That's because, the word of the word of the week. Yes, the word of the week. Because uh, essentially, like, like the world is like they call it sick. Like something's wrong with the world, the modern world. And I was like, tell me about it. Yeah. I know something's wrong with the world. So anyways, (laughs) interesting side note there. But I always like just jump right back into the animus. I'm like, fuck off. I want to go back and be a Viking. So I'm playing the PS5. The graphics are beautiful. Ray tracing is real. I'm here to tell you. Ray tracing is really makes a difference. Uh, The lighting, that's all it means is like lighting is really cool and can reflect off a lot of surfaces. The game is fucking beautiful. Um, You just want to be in the world. Like the shadows are really cool. Um, just, just traversing. It's just fun. Like I, so let, let, let me ask you for a second, dude. So yeah, this all sounds great. Like, but I guess, I guess, the fundamental thing that I want to know is how has this formula shifted? Like, do you are you still going over a giant area, open world, just kind of like checking off the boxes, doing it? I mean, is there more? focus to it because when i saw some videos before the game came out they were like okay we're gonna size it down 
We're not going to be so huge. We're going to get a more focused experience. People say they're tired of doing the open world collect-a-thon, checkbox check work. Does it feel like it's more focused, like there's more purpose to it? Is it smaller? Or does it feel like the exact same enormous, you know, a million question marks on the map kind of Assassin's Creed thing? Very like, what does good. it feel like? Very good. Uh, very good uh, segue. It is not as open world and million side quests. You're right. And it is more focused. And if I right now, after I finish this podcast, go back and play the main campaign, I could very easily just play the main campaign all night because it is very good storytelling. Again, I love the Vikings uh, TV show. It's just like the Vikings TV show. It is very focused on telling this story. And the land is smaller, right? It's still a big map, but it's not like impossibly big and all these different islands you go to. It's like it's more focused in its map size. It's more focused in the fact that it just really wants you to experience the, the main campaign. And all the side stuff is there, but for some reason it doesn't feel as tempting, if that makes sense. Sure, it just feels it, like less relevant. or It just feels like, oh, I could do that, but the, the, the main campaign is so compelling. Why wouldn't I just do this main thing? Uh, okay. Secondarily, here's some really interesting things. One, to help that focus, you aren't getting a million random loot drops. Uh, in the in all those other games, it was like, oh, I got a little bit better of a sword. You know, it's RNG and stuff like that. Right, right, right. But this is like, no, 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 you're not going to get anything new for a long time. You just better upgrade your sword you have or your axe. And then maybe after this big mission, you'll get a new weapon. But that really helps because then you're not like going on a million side missions to find bow plus five, you know? Right. So like more more meaningful upgrades and less time spent on like inventory management and loot yep. and stuff? Yeah, totally. Like I do I, I inventory screen very few times. I'm more like, well, what's the story? What What's the next thing I want to do? Which is great. Here's another thing that no one's talking about that similar to Gray Skies, developers, please take this chunk out and do more of. The side missions, and I'll give you an example of one, you don't have to win them. Like certain ones you don't have to win. I'm not sure if it's all of them, but I've played two main side missions right now, or well, two main ones that I'll talk about, and I didn't like finish it the right way, but it just said like, oh, that's it. That's the your end. You're done with it. Hmm. And I'll explain that because you need explaining. Uh, it doesn't make sense if I don't finish. So there's one where you have to fight people. You know, it's like, come over here and show them that you're man enough to fight and win the big fight. And you're like, okay, I'll do the fight side quest. I did the fight side quest and fucking got my ass beat, right? <laughs> and I was like acting all tough before, but it was too hard for me at this time. So I beat, I hit one of them and I got one of them down, but the other person beat me. So I go over to the guy and expecting him to be like, you know, any video game. Well, try again. But right. he, but he was like, well, you bested one of them. Pretty good. Here's some silver. <laughs> and that's and it. Just move on. Huh? Yeah. And it, but it said mission complete. And motherfucker, developers do that more often. That's great. It felt like a real world situation. Here's another one. I found this guy and he goes, hey, there's this warlock. And he's uh, he killed my sister. All right. I got to finish the story like this voice now. And then I was, yeah, was yeah. going to say, we, yeah. we switch into an accent here. Here we go. And so he killed my sister. You got to go help me. And I go, okay, here, what, what do you want me to do? So I go talk to the warlock. And the warlock says, listen, I didn't kill the sister. Uh, I was trying to cure her with some medicine. And so I go back to the guy and I go, listen, he was trying to cure your sister. What are you doing here? I don't want to go kill this guy. He was trying to cure her. And he goes, he guy's full of bullshit. All right. He was, he killed my sister. So I go, listen, I don't want to kill him because I can't tell what happened. So I backed away. And I let that guy kill the warlock. 
And the story just kind of progressed. And the story end, he goes, oh, good. Thanks for helping. Well, it, it kind of fucked up because I didn't really help. Um, <laughs> I, I, I took a couple swings, but then I was confused, and I just backed away. And I was like, I don't want to fight anybody. So it ended, though, and it goes, well, I killed him, and I got my justification. So here, you know, take this one thing, and I'm going to go now. Isn't that great? Interesting. So do you feel – I mean, I, I definitely – I am interested in that design where things progress and things happen regardless of whether you, you know, quote unquote win or lose. Do you feel like, do you feel like it changed the story for you or do you feel like you just got like silver instead of gold? No, it changed the story because here's the thing. I role play hardcore when I'm in these Mm -hmm. open Mm -hmm. worlds. Right. And and we want more of it. And I talk about this on the show all the time. I want more AI. I want more world building. I want more uh, consequences and multiple endings. I want to feel like, what the fuck we're doing in these open worlds matters to your point. And so in this one, I feel it's a perfect example. I did. I learned about both sides of the story. I called bullshit on that one guy. Cause I think the warlock wasn't a warlock. He was really just feeding her medicine. Uh, but I can't tell. So I mm. backed away and I let the scene play out. Fucking brilliant. Bravo developers. Cause the story played out in a different way. And, and I'm, and again, I role play and leave the mountain going like, well, you know, I know what my choice was in that scenario. So, what about the combat scenario where you only beat the one guy instead of the both guys? Do you feel like that other guy is going to like come back later on in the campaign or do you feel like that only beating one of the two guys diverged your story path or was that not as big a deal? I tell you what, I hope he does because A, I'm ready for him this time and B, that would be great. That would be great world building. I don't know if that's going to happen. I feel like that a lot of these side quests are small enough that they're just like contained units. But again, it goes a long way when it comes to role playing. I just sure. say a couple more things before we leave this. And this is not like a full review. Obviously, I love it. You know, I'm already saying that uh, these positive things, but it has a Gwent type thing in it with like dice. So essentially, there's like a, a Gwent game in it. So this is so The Witcher. Um, and it has a very unique battling system called Flighting where you do rhyme battles against people. You heard uh, okay. me. You heard me. Rhyming No, that makes battles. sense. That makes sense. The Vikings were very big, like, um, you know, oral history, storyteller people, a lot of rhyming. That's definitely checks out with the history that I know about them. So that, that makes sense. Yeah. It's actually fun to do. And I actually, every time I see a flighting mission, I do it. And when you do it, when you win a flighting mission, your charisma goes up. Um, this game is great. It does so many unique little things. You know, it's like one of those games do like a bunch of little things. They all add up to the overall feel of it. Right. Um, right. It just feels like The Witcher. I, I can't say it enough. It's The Witcher meets the Viking TV show. And if you're playing on the PS5, ridiculous graphics. Um, I love it. I fucking love it. And I think it. one last question. We got to wrap up here. But one yeah. last question. I think you mentioned this and I think I just missed it. Um, the main character's name is Ivor. And it seems to take a really heavy um, narrative stance uh, d- design wise but you can be a, a female Ivor or a male Ivor is that correct yeah in the beginning it says you can be which is interesting I forgot to mention this it says you can be male or female or you can be you can let the game decide and I was like I don't know what that means so I'm going to pick a guy interesting okay um, but I think, you have the option yeah I think what that middle p- option is is like the based on how you played the game up till now it picks a guy or girl I don't know I have, that sounds very interesting. I have no idea how that works, but okay. That's at least you got options. That's what I want. You got options. Yeah. And again, Oh, the other thing is, uh, last, last thing is similar to the PS five. There's a ton of accessibility options and a ton of interface options. You can turn on and off almost anything like compass, uh, health bars, 
you know, qu little pro tip quest, turn that off, and you essentially can like have almost nothing on the screen or nothing on the screen. Um, it's really, really good. Colorblind mode is in it. Uh, tons of stuff. It's, it's uh, fucking sounds great. Excellent. Sounds excellent. Can't wait to check it out. Um, uh, <laughs> what? Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm getting some off-screen interference here. Uh, but we are... <laughs> that sounds like an amazing game. I And anything Witcher. Like, I'm up for Witcher. I'm up for something in that vein. Um, I haven't really been an Assassin's Creed person for a while. I was going to do the jump with, with Odyssey because the Greek thing was really appealing to me. Uh, but I think that maybe maybe I'll hold off on that and maybe I'll do this one instead because I really like The Witcher a lot and something in that ballpark would be good. How many hours deep are you? Uh, you know, I just got it. Uh, six, seven, something like that. Okay, okay. Maybe I'll hold off to see how long it takes you to get through because I kind of don't want to like play anything really huge right now because I'm kind of keeping my schedule open until Cyberpunk drops. But oh, if I could I squeeze it in and wrap it up before Cyberpunk hits, maybe I will. You know, I really am going to try because it is a more like, again, the, the main quest leads you to the main quest, right? It doesn't go mm -hmm. like, and now go do whatever you want. It's like, no, no, you probably should do this part because you need to know what's going to happen. So right. I'm going to, similar to Watchdog Legion, but earlier, I'm going to try to beeline this and, and I'll let you know how long it takes me. Deal. All right. That sounds wonderful. And now we must wrap up this show. Folks, thank you very much for listening. Um, as always, before we leave, we will ask you to send in your questions and comments. Hit us up, so video games podcast at gmail.com. We are on Twitter as a show, at so video games collectively, but you can hit us up individually. Carlos, where can people find you this week? Um, um, I don't know. Why, don't, why is it a different thing each time? Just Twitter. O-N-A-W-A. Excellent. And as for me, same as always, Twitter and Instagram, B-R-A-D-G-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y, all A's, no O's. And that's going to do it for episode 206. Thank you again for joining us here on So Video Games. Folks, we will be back before you know it. But in the meantime, this is Bye from Brad. And this is I Challenge You, Brad Galloway, to a flight after this episode. Carlos. <laughs> Whose charisma is going to go up? Uh, probably yours. I don't know. I'm not good at rhyming. <laughs>